chapter six of tarano the conqueror by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva man of destiny tarano he rose slowly to his feet his gaze on us for an instant then turning to argo so you took them well done argo his gesture dismissed his subordinate argo backed from the room from a disc an announcer was detailing dispatches tarano frowned slightly he advanced to us as we three stood together i had heard elza give a low surprised cry as we entered she stood with a hand upon my arm i could feel her trembling but her face now was impassive georg whispered to me this tarano but our captor's voice checked him come this way please he signalled and three men came forward to them he issued short commands they took their places at the instrument tables then he led us from the room through an arch over a small trestle into a tiny inner courtyard a tropical garden surrounded by blank circular walls of the building a patch of blue sky showed above it a garden secluded from prying eyes with only a single spider bridge crossing overhead vivid flowers and foliage made it a bower brown bark paths laced it a tiny fountain splashed in the centre tarano sat on the rim of the fountain he gestured to a white stone bench where we three sat in a row elza between us it made me feel like a child your father is dead he was addressing elza and then georg that is unfortunate he was a good man i'm sorry his voice was soft and musical he sat there on the fountain rim an elbow on his crossed knees chin resting in his hand his eyes studying us a small slight figure of a man no more than thirty-five simply dressed white trousers of the tropics with a strip of narrow black down the leg fronts a girdle of gold ruffled white shirt with sleeves that flared a trifle and a neck piece of black from his belt dangled a few instruments and several personal weapons beautifully wrought small almost miniatures yet deadly looking for all that he was bareheaded black hair closely clipped a face smooth-shaven thin with a nose hawk-like and black eyes and heavy brows his mouth was thin-lipped though smiling now disclosing even white teeth yet a cruel mouth with the firm jaw of determination and power under it the familiar gray venous skin but with that bronze cast of the people of the central state at first glance not an unusual or particularly commanding figure yet the man's power of personality the sheer dominant force of him radiated like a tower code beam no one could be in his presence an instant without feeling it a power that enwrapped you made you feel like a child helpless anxious to placate a possible wrath that would be devastating anxious absurdly for a smile it was a radiation of genius 
humbling every mediocre mortal it touched i felt it felt all this from the moment i came into his presence felt like a child sitting there on that bench vaguely frightened sullen with childish resentment at my superior and over it all my man's mentality made me angry at myself for such emotions angry at the consciousness of my own inferiority forced upon me now more strongly than ever anything or any one had made me feel it before tarrano was smiling gently killed your father i would not have had it so yet perhaps it was necessary the lady elsa i could feel elza trembling again georg burst out what do you want of us who are you tarrano's slim gray-brown hand came up the lady elza remembers me he seemed waiting with his gentle smile for her to speak they called you taro then she said her voice was the small scared diffident voice of a child yes taro a mere sub-officer of the central state but destined for bigger things than that as you see they did not like what they called my ambitious ways and so they sent me to the cold country that was soon after i had met you and your father lady elsa you hardly remarked me then i was so insignificant a personage but you i remembered you still there was in his voice and on his face nothing but kindness and a queer whimsical look of reminiscence he broke off at the buzz of a disc that hung from his belt by a golden chain he jerked it loose from its snap and to his ear clasped a small receiver like a mask his gentleness dropped from him his voice rasped yes the receiver murmured into his ear he said connect him i'll listen to what he has to say a moment then on the tiny mirror fastened to his wrist with a strap i saw a face appear a face known throughout our earth the face of the war director of great london tarrano listened impassively when the voice ceased he said without an instant's hesitation no a decision irrevocable the power almost of a deity seemed behind its finality no i will not do it careful slow enunciation as though to make sure an inferior mentality could not mistake his words and with a click tarrano broke connection the mirror went dark he hung his little disc and his earpiece back on his belt again he was smiling at us gently the incident forgotten already dismissed from his mind until the need to consider it should again arise i remember you lady elza very well a vague wistfulness came into his voice i wish to speak with you alone now for a moment he touched two of the metal buttons of his shirt front together a man appeared in the narrow tunnel entrance to the garden a small man no more than four and a half feet tall a trim but powerfully made little figure in the black and white linen uniform worn also by tarrano yet more pretentiously dressed than his superior 
a broad belt of dangling weapons under it a sash of red encircling his waist and flowing down one side over his white ruffled shirt a short sleeveless vest of black silk a circular hat with a vivid plume a smooth-shaven face black hair long to the base of the neck a deep red-brown complexion a native of the little people of mars here in the service of tarano he stood stiff and respectful in the tunnel entrance tarano said crisply wolfgar take these two men to the fourth tower make them comfortable i met georg's eyes leave elsa here alone with this man georg burst out my sister goes with me so tarano's heavy brows went up inquiringly a quizzical smile plucked at his lips you need have no fear the lady elsa he swung to her not afraid are you i no she stammered she'll come with us i declared but the stoutness of my words could not hide my fear tarano was still smiling but as i took a protecting step toward elza his smile died you will go with wolfgar both of you that same slow finality his face was impassive but under his frowning bushy brows his eyes transfixed me it was as though with his paralyzing ray he had rooted me to the spot and georg beside me yet he had not moved from his careless attitude of ease on the fountain rim the little conical golden weapon dangled untouched at his belt elza was frightened jack you must do what he says i'm not afraid again tarano was smiling no of course not his gaze went to georg you are her brother your fear is very natural so i give you my word the honorable word of tarano that she shall come to no harm elza murmured go georg afraid for us and doubtless she had good reason to be it struck me then as queer that tarano should waste these words with us but i realized as did elza and georg that we were treading very dangerous ground georg said with a sudden dignity at which i marvelled your word is quite enough he gestured to me with a last glance at elza standing there frightened but for our sake striving not to show it we let this wolfgar lead us away elza later told us what occurred with her father she had been twice to the venus central state the visit of two years ago dr brenda had mentioned to me and a former one it was upon this first trip elza had met tarano he was an under officer then in the army of the central state his name then was taro she herself no more than a slip of a girl at the time remembered him as a queerly silent young man insignificant in physique and manner he had escorted her once to a venus festival in a strange brooding humble yet dignified fashion he had spoken of love she had laughed and soon forgotten the incident but tarano had not forgotten the daughter of the great dr brenda had fired his youthful imagination 
who knows what dreams even then born of the genius as yet merely latent were within him he had never crossed elza's mind from that time until to-day she saw and recognized him when they were alone still without moving from his seat he signed her to come to him to sit on the carpet of grass at his feet she was frightened but she would not show it he made no move to touch her he gazed down to meet her upturned fascinated stare still with his gentle whimsical smile queer that i should meet you again lady elza yet i must admit it comes not by chance for i contrived it my prisoner dr brenda's daughter held captive by little taro it seemed to amuse him this whimsical reminiscence of those days when he was struggling unknown i want to confess something to you lady elza you were so far above me then daughter of the famous dr brenda yet as you remember i aspired to you and now i have not changed i never change i still aspire to you he said it very softly slowly she flushed but for that moment fear of him dropped from her oh she said i i thank you for such a compliment a compliment yes i suppose it is that now you wondered didn't you why i was so lenient with your brother and that jack hallen when they would have refused me obedience that is not my way to be lenient he said it with a sudden snap of crispness but his eyes were twinkling it was because of you lady elza me she murmured you of course because i want you to like me his fingers involuntarily touched a stray lock of her hair as she sat there at his feet but when she moved her head away he withdrew his hand his slow voice went on back in those other days lady elza the little taro had strange dreams a power within him he could feel it here his gaze was far away his fist struck his breast he could feel it the urge to fulfill his destiny feel it within him and no one else knew it was there then you came a shy rather pretty little girl he realizes now is all you were but then you seemed a goddess a new dream arose a dream of you i frighten you child his tone was contrite i do not mean to do that i am too hasty queer isn't it that i can make men nations worlds obey me but i have to bide my time with a fragile little woman his mood changed he stirred i could break you to my will break you like that his lean fingers snapped then his hand dropped and again he relaxed but of what use your respect i have it now respect and fear come to me from every one it is something more that i want from you she would have spoken but his gesture stopped her queer that i should want it yes i think perhaps it is the little taro was very queer 
perhaps very impressionable he knew he had nations and worlds to conquer a destiny to fulfil not alone because of you little elza i would not make you think that but for you to share the great tarano master of the universe and his lady elza worlds for you to toy with like gems on a thread adorning your white throat he must have swayed her the sheer power of him impulsively she touched his knee i am not worth his face clouded with a frown i would not try to buy your love oh she said no i did not mean i would not try to buy you i want to share with you these worlds as your due to make myself master of everything so that you will look to me and say he is the greatest of all men i love him soon i will be the greatest of all men throughout the ages and very gentle always with you lady elsa a buzz came from the disc at his belt he answered the call listened to a voice so bring him here he disconnected very gentle with you my elsa his voice drifted away he seemed waiting and elsa her head whirling with the confusion of it all sat silent a moment then argo appeared driving a half-nude man before him a native official of venia stripped of his uniform argo flung him down in the garden path where he cowered his face ashen his eyes wild lips mumbling with terror tarrano barely moved so you tell me he was asleep at the mirrors argo master i could not help it since first you made your move in greater new york at park sixty i have sat there two nights and a day and you fell asleep without asking for a relief master i did you yes i did not realize i was sleeping a gesture to argo and the man was flung closer to tarrano's feet elza shrank away left a mirror unattended so the wire argo he took the length of wire gleaming white hot as the leering gloating argo turned the current into it tarrano took it lashed it upon the poor wretch's naked back and legs welts arose and the stench of burning flesh a measured score of the passionless strokes made him writhe and scream in agony it turned elza sick and faint shuddering she crouched there hiding her face until the punishment was over and the half-unconscious culprit was carried away very gentle with you my elza she looked up to find tarrano smiling at her looked up and stared and wondered what might be her fate with such a man as this End of chapter six